0: Welcome to the Her Sports Story podcast, where we share in the stories of former female athletes, connect on the transition out of sport, and create a space where the Always an Athlete tribe can come for connection and inspiration. I'm your host, Bethany Crouch, founder of the Her Sports Story blog and podcast, and former competitive gymnast of 15 years to an athlete advocate professional. It makes my heart so happy to connect in and share these former female athlete stories. And I am so grateful and excited that you are here to join us. Hey, hey, and welcome back to the Her Sports Story podcast. Today on the podcast, we have Allie Collins. Allie is a former collegiate softball player turned coach, turned blogger, and she is just amazing. We dive into some pretty deep topics regarding the athlete transition out of sport everything from working out to your identity and like kind of reconnecting with who you are as well as you know navigating life after sport without your team for a little bit and how that looks in certain transitions so she is just incredible and will definitely be making an impact in this space and is an author And I'm claiming it for her right now because she has already started the process of writing her book about this transition and leaving her sports. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with myself and Allie. Allie, thanks so much for being here today on the Her Sports Story podcast. I am so excited to talk with you how's yeah how's everything going over there
1: it's going great um yeah i mean thank you so much for having me this is just such a wonderful opportunity and um i just love your podcast it's so much fun listening to all of these stories of 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 these amazing women and i'm just truly honored to have the opportunity to share my story and continue our conversation and connect with fellow former athletes.
0: Yeah I know when we hopped on a call gosh it might have been a month or two now ago but I remember I was like in my office at work (laughs) I was like like I could talk like literally for two hours minimum with you. (laughs) We We like dove into some like really good topics that Although they've been, you know, discussed uh, on this podcast before, between you and me briefly, like there was a lot that could be unpacked there. So I'm really excited to unpack that and then, you know, hear your story and everything that you're doing now. So I will let you kick it off with sharing with us kind of how your sports story started and how it evolved and led you to the career that you had.
1: Um, so I was, uh, born and raised in Southern California, um, uh, up in the high desert. And, uh, I didn't actually start playing sports until I was around nine or 10 years old. Um, I don't know if that's later. I, I typically on, on the, the girls on my team, that was typically later than they had started, mm-hmm. um, but, um, I always grew up loving sports. I was a total tomboy. Uh, most of my friends were boys and I would just play whatever they would be, you know, whatever they were playing at school. Um, but I joined Little League Softball or um, uh, Town Ball, if you if you want to call it that, um, when I was around nine years old, nine or ten. And I joined mostly because my sister had played the previous year, and she was obviously playing again that year, so I decided to, to play as well. Um, and it's funny, I actually – I was thinking about this the other day. I vividly remember the very first time I stepped on the field. Oh like, wow! The very first day I stepped on the field. Um, it was tryouts for little league, and I just remember being so nervous. And <laughs> I was standing in the outfield um, behind probably a group of ten girls, and you know they they break everybody up. Um, according to their position. So I was sitting in the outfield and behind 10 girls and I was just waiting and my shoe kept coming untied and I was freaking out cause I couldn't get my glove back on in time. And it was just so nerve wracking, but, um, yeah, it was just so funny. I was thinking about the other, that the other day and, you know, and then I, I just was reminiscing about my entire career, you know, after that, obviously mm-hmm. I continued playing. Um, I made the team and, uh, I then, Pretty much that year after, my family just, we threw ourselves into the softball world. Um, my sister played softball as well. And after that first year, yeah, we just went head first and um, we started playing travel ball. Um, and basically for the, you know, for the next eight or nine years, that was, that was our life. Our life revolved around softball. Um, and it was just, it, it was, it was the best, it, it was the best time. And looking back, I was just so grateful. I had amazing coaches and I, and I played with amazing players, um, you know, who, who went on to play D1 softball as well. So it was just, mm-hmm. it was a great opportunity. And I'm so grateful that I was able to get with these organizations that really developed me as a player. And, um, I mean, you got to think about it and, and I'm sure your story is, is like this as well. My entire life revolved around softball. And Mm -hmm. it was, and because I played travel ball, it was all year round, you know, every weekend was either practice or games with my team. And when I wasn't doing that, I was practicing at home, um, you know, with my sister and my parents. Uh, My dad built a batting cage in our backyard Mm -hmm. you know and and I uh picked up pitching and my sister uh started catching so it was a literally perfect (laughs) you know combination right so my parents would just send us outside and and you know we would both be practicing and we were able to hit and we were able to field and I mean obviously my my parents were just so supportive and um my mom was a former athlete she was a swimmer an amazing an amazing swimmer um and my dad grew up playing all the sports he was from michigan so he played hockey he played baseball and so they were just they understood um that determination and that dedication that it took and they really drove us they really pushed us um to just you know f- fulfill our our promise you know mm-hmm. each year when you're going on to the team you you make a promise to the team that you're going to be there and you're going to work hard and my parents really pushed that on us. Like, you know, you made a choice and you made a decision and you made a promise to your team. So let's get the best out of this and and work hard and, you know, do this for your team and do this for yourself. So every season, you know, we worked our butt off. And um, at the end of high school, uh, for both of us, we were both, we both had the opportunity to um, play in college. We both got full ride scholarships and That was just, at at that moment, we were both just, you know, we took a,
0: Mm yeah, you made it.
1: (laughs) We were like, oh my gosh, like all of that work finally paid off. Like, yes, like this was our goal. And that was just the best. And um, so I I went to college. Um, I played at the University of Kansas and I could, I could go on and on just about how much I loved, KU and how much I loved my team and my coaches that would be an additional episode I think could <laughs> <laughs> be um but yeah I just I just had I, looking back at my t- entire career I was just so grateful for the coaches and the, and the amazing women that I got to play with I mean that that was it right there like me looking back at that entire career that was, mm-hmm. that was um and yeah, so I, I played all four years, and that was um, the you know just the the best years um, of my career, and it, and it really challenged me as a as a player. And I got I just I you know it's, it's the next level, literally and and figuratively. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you're just challenged, and you're being you're being pushed that much more. And you know, you're doing things that seemed impossible, or you you, you couldn't even fathom, and now it's playing out on the field. And it was just a great experience all the way around. And um, after four years, I graduated. And that was it. And that, was, that was my retirement. So
0: uh, So I'm always so curious, because at least with my journey, I technically stopped gymnastics with two years of eligibility left. So I stopped like my junior year, I had a redshirt year as well. So I stopped the sport yet was still in school. And was still part of the university. So I feel in a way like my transition was a little bit like getting in the shallow end of the pool first Mm -hmm. and then walking like, you know, slowly down the incline. And so I, I feel like mine was a little more segmented. So I'm curious, like, what was that experience like leaving school, not being a student anymore and not being an athlete anymore?
1: So it, yeah, we, you know, I it got cut off cold Turkey. Um, I graduated and that was it. Um, and I mean, yours, you know, you stepped in the shallow in just a little bit, but um, I'm sure that came with its own set of challenges as well. And um, yeah, you know, one, one day I was an athlete and the next day I woke up and I wasn't, um, mm-hmm. And that was that was really really difficult. I I was able to stay in Lawrence, uh, the college town, the next year, which was great. I still had obviously my teammates were uh, playing. I had my best friend was actually still she was a senior that year, so I, I got to watch them play, and I definitely you know was at every home game and cheering them on, and and it and it didn't feel there wasn't a sting yet, you know, it mm. didn't feel too much yet. Um, I did feel I did feel distance from it um but it 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 wasn't that tough yet Mm. that first initial year out just because I think it was you know you're wrapped up in like graduation and all the celebrations that come with that and just kind of like this new sense of freedom and what do I want to do when I have all of this free time um you know I can go out of town for the weekend I can go home for vacation I can I can do all of these things that I could never do you know, I mean, mm-hmm. my life revolved around softball for 12 to 13 years. And I mean, like, like most college athletes, it's over a decade, you know, you're dedicating mm-hmm. yourself and it's, and it's not just in the season. It's all year round, um, regardless of when your season stops and ends, uh, your training and, and everything that you do was for your sport. I mean, everything that I did from everything that I ate, every single workout, um, I mean, every little time that I had was dedicated to softball. And, you know, you wake up the next morning, you're, you wake up one day and it's just gone. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that that was really, really difficult. Um, I mean, I, I always think of the old uh, NCAA commercials, the 98% of athletes are college athletes. Right. You know, go Become pro and something else. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think of that in that was me. I simply graduated. That was it. And I was a part of that 98%. And uh, what that doesn't tell you though, that little statistic, it doesn't tell you what they're, you know, what to do. It doesn't tell you what you're doing. Um, So that was kind of the start of, you know, the, the anxiety and the,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: uh, like those kind of issues that I wasn't really prepared for.
0: Yeah, because sport is such. Whether we realize it or not, it's funny. Sport can cause anxiety, and then on the flip side, like not having your sport can also cause anxiety. So you know, I I think like the the true separation process. And my husband and I were talking about this. Like, you truly have to go through the grieving process, like that sense of loss. And we're like, yeah, it sounds dramatic. But it, but it's so true. Like you have a little bit of denial in the beginning. You're like, oh, this is great. I love my freedom and what And then, you know, it starts to sink in a little deeper and you do some, you know, like grieving and then some like, what ifs, like, what if I had done this and what if I had done that? And then you get, you know, somewhat to like the acceptance piece but that can take place in two years or 10 years or plus. Like, I think it's an on, right. I think it's an ongoing journey. So, you know, talk about, because obviously you're not the only athlete, former athlete that's experienced this. And this is, you know, a huge reason why I connect, to, connect with people like yourself. We have a podcast uh, is because I want to talk about the things that aren't always being talked about. So I would love you to kind of expand on, you know, when you did start realizing like you had this anxiety or you're missing your sport and what challenges, because it's not just one thing. There's so many things wrapped up in sport. It's how you work out. It's how you socialize and connect with people, you know, that are not your automatic teammates. So it's all these layers. So I would love for you to kind of just explain this period of your transition.
1: Definitely. Um, I mean, right off the bat, you know, as soon as I graduated, I had to get a job. Um, And I think we talked about this the last time in our our last conversation, I never had a job before. Mm literally never had a job before. And I, so I had no idea, um, what to do. Um, I mean, of course I was, I was trying to prepare myself in, in college and, you know, working on resumes and and interview skills and, and all of those things, you know, that were, you know,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. but I, the fact of the, you know, the matter was I, I never had a real job um, and the real world smacked me right in the face and I had bills to pay. And so, so whether I liked it or not, I had to move on and yeah. I job. Um, and I didn't know what I was going to do. So I ended up picking up a waitressing job and it, it, it was a, it was a great, it was a great first job. Um, I actually loved it. Um, mm. And that was the start of my Professional career, you know, little yeah. around that, but um, yeah, and and you know, that was that was an eye opening experience. Um, I was exhausted, I was more exhausted than I had ever been in my entire life, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, This is ridiculous! You know, I'm a former doing athlete, like, why am I so tired? Um, but yeah, I mean, and then that's where it started, um, and you know, I, I met my husband uh, within that year, and and we ended up moving up to Iowa, and that's where I started my coaching career. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I was able to stay in softball or in the world of softball through coaching, which was amazing. Um, and I'm still kind of coaching to this day. So that was that was a wonderful um, way to kind of continue that. Um, but you know, it it I, I needed. I needed the actual full-time career. Um, I, and I wanted one was the thing. Um, at that point in my life, I, I really wanted to pursue a lot of other passions that I had had. Um, so I started in the field of marketing and that's where I am today. Um, but, you know, getting my first big girl job was, was hard. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe it was extremely naive of me, but I honestly thought, you know after I after I graduated I honestly thought that employers were just going to be knocking on my door being like oh we want to hire a former D1 athlete you know yeah. it's kind of like what I was told um, yeah. you know and like shown so I was really excited and really en- encouraged to get in the workforce and then all of a sudden I was like I don't know what to do like I don't like what <laughs> you know Yeah. Um. so That's kind of where my anxiety started. Um, Mm. I was scared to death. I mean, as an athlete, I had all of the confidence in the world. I, you know, I was, I I knew what I was doing and I was confident in that. Um, Confident in my skills. Um, Outside of being an athlete, no confidence, zero confidence at all. Um, because I, because I didn't know what I had to offer, you know, and still kind of to this day, I still don't know everything that I have to offer. It, that, that's like a huge, you know, source of anxiety for me because I'm constantly questioning my abilities. I'm constantly doing it Now, when I'm coaching, never, mm-hmm. I, I, I never question anything because I, I just feel like that is to your zone.
0: That's,
1: that's, yeah. that's my zone, you know? Mm-hmm. And. And so that's just a constant, you know, part of anxiety for me. Um, and that's kind of when that started. Um, and, you know, like you mentioned earlier, it just kind of, it, it encompasses so many of these ideas. So everything is kind of just entangled, you know, tangled together. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, lack of confidence, um, identity crisis. And that, that just ties in because it's, I'm not an athlete, so what am I? Yeah. And I'm super confident i'm this i'm this amazing you know awesome athlete and then off the field like literally nothing yeah i see a blank screen and i'm like i don't i don't know um Mm -hmm. so that was that was a huge thing and that's you know it ties in like low self-esteem i i just because i had zero confidence i didn't know my potential um and I, I, I didn't know what my skills were outside. Of course, there are some that absolutely can be applied to, you know, everything that I yeah. done in and, and sport, it can absolutely be applied. And I've, you know, you can kind of do that naturally. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's, it's really difficult for me to connect it in my brain and to, to make myself aware of that, that those skills are there, that I can apply those to my career. I can apply those to personal relationships, and and that was the disconnect for a really long time. Especially my initial transition out of it, I just did not know how to do that. Yeah. Um, and and you know, and it it, w- it was really difficult too because you know you have the loss of the game, you have the that that loss, and that's pretty substantial. Um, and and a lot of athletes talk about that, so I won't get too into that, but you have that in that loss, you know, Mm -hmm. um, of the game, but then you also have loss of your teammates. Um, and, and, you know, people have talked about camaraderie and things, but because I had this lack of confidence and because I had this low self esteem, it kind of pulled me or, or rather forced me to, or, you know, made me push myself away from my team and away from that support system. And that was something that was really weird and that I've only recently, um, kind of noticed that I've done that. Mm-hmm. Not the fact that I ignored, um, but it's more like that separation of, of my life as an athlete, which included, unfortunately, my team, those girls, those women. Um, yeah. and it, it, it was just, it, it was just really, Difficult for me to kind of come to terms with that. Um, and, I, and I honestly think that it was just a coping mechanism. You know, it was just too hard for me to deal with that. And the only way that I could was by shutting all of that part of my life out and just, yeah. just refocusing myself like, all right, well, that was the past. That's done. Let mm-hmm. me turn my looks, you know, turn my focus this way and just start going off in this direction now. And know it and that and that's not fair that's not fair to me and that's definitely not fair to to everybody you know on my team that I've that I've played with um and so that was that was really really difficult um and you know I'm not saying that I didn't interact with them at all I'm it's just that I I knew that I had started separating myself um Mm -hmm. and it was just yeah it, it was definitely a weird way to handle that and a weird way to cope but
0: I don't think so. I mean, I think it's completely normal, actually, to do so. I mean, there are some, there are some athletes that when they transition out, they can immediately become a coach or immediately stay involved with the team. And I think some of us do that initially. And then there's like this span where it's like, uh, I can't, for some reason, keep hanging around the team that's still competing. And I'm not a part of it. And things are just different because you are in a technically in a different stage of life or moving into a different stage. So I think that, like you said, it's a part of coping. It's a part of moving into whatever is next. And I, I feel like you come back around though, like you'll, you'll start reconnecting with your teammates and it's you all now are in a different level of life. But yeah, initially it is really hard. And I've, you know, I've seen some athletes who are like can stay connected with the team, become a coach, like in a way they don't leave the sport as much. I mean, they're still surrounded by the environment as for me, like, I separated a little bit. I was still, like, meet coordinator for the gymnastics meets and still tied with some of my teammates. And then I went coaching, but coaching provided triggers for me where I was, like, oh, hmm, I don't – yeah, it, it both, like, positive triggers and negative triggers, and it – Was just a part of my journey and I did it, but I ended up walking away from coaching. So I love that you bring that up because that again, it's hard to navigate. And it's not like you're not friends anymore. You're just in different stages of life. And there might be a chance that you circle back and there might not be a chance because the other aspect of that is because what you had in common was so like, gosh, intense, right? Like competing and grinding it out and you like, you got one another and then you remove the sport. And sometimes you don't have as much in common as you thought.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And
1: and you know, and I've always been kind of the mother hen. Well, Mm -hmm. at least like, that's how I saw myself because I, I was, I'm, I'm so protective of (laughs) my teammates. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you know, I, I don't know. I like, it's just, it was, it was just a weird, it was just a weird thing. And, you know, during that period too, you know, you don't realize it because, you know, I got married, I Mm -hmm. moved and I, and I had all these wonderful, wonderful things in my life happen. And, you know, definitely don't regret that time in my life at all. I had so many great opportunities and um, it was. It was just. It was great. They were great years. Um, but you know now, you know I'm just kind of circling back, and I'm like, oh man, you know. And I still see all of my teammates as, you know, these I, these people that I have to protect. And and I don't. It, that's just mm-hmm. reality. That's just who I am. Um, and you know, I I just, especially since we've started this conversation, um, I've you know just looked back and I have all of these memories flooding in and Mm -hmm. they're all they're all positive and they're all happy and I'm just like, oh man, like I I definitely haven't talked to these girls in a while. Like I I need to reach out. I need to I need to be with them. I need to and and you know everybody is they're married. They're families they're Mm -hmm. moving everywhere and and you know they're they're doing their thing and they're rocking it. Um, you know, but it's I think it's important to connect, to reconnect and to, and to kind of have that because we did share such an important time, you know, in our lives. And, um, yeah, I mean, that was, that was the one thing, you know, that, that loss just really hit me hard. Um, later, you know, mm-hmm. it was very delayed. Um, same. And that was, that was really hard. Um, but yeah, so that that's kind of some of those themes that I've seen, um, you know, apart from, All of that. I know we were talking um, in our last conversation about not working out, not (laughs) wanting. And uh, I I talked to my husband even after that again, and and we were laughing. And um, I just, it's just, it's so frustrating. And we were talking about this last time just the fact that, you know, I I used or I, I, you know, I worked out for my sport. I worked out to be faster and stronger as a pitcher. And after I graduated, I frankly, in my mind, I didn't see the point. I was like, why am I working out? I have nothing to work out for. Yeah. You know,
0: totally. And yeah.
1: You know, like, you know what we were talking about last time, my husband goes, well, you work out for yourself for health. And I'm like, that's not a good enough reason for me. Like, but I mean, yeah.
0: I- yes, <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, I totally get it because, yeah my husband's a physical therapist and he like works out every day at work and, you know, cause they have the the setup too. But yeah, like there was such a good chunk of time because I would only say like within the past year, I found something that I truly enjoy. But it, it was such this like yo-yo experience where like I go work out and be like really good for five days to two weeks and then like not want to go and I'm right there with you where and this sounds like terrible but it's real how I felt and how you felt like working out for my health I was like "Eh." like that doesn't that doesn't like I don't know it didn't do it for me which is so weird yeah it's not
1: driving me to get into the gym like my husband he's like I'm gonna do this so I can you know make myself better make myself healthier and I was like Woohoo, like I, I that doesn't drive me. Like that's not motivating me. Mm-hmm. Now when I'm in the gym, I obviously like I know what I'm doing. Right. I, I how to do lifts and I and I do the lifts and I make myself an actual workout, even if I don't want to be in there. Mm-hmm. I like do a good workout. You right. know? I finish it and I and I do all that stuff. Um but it's yeah, it's just it's just like the weirdest thing and um, I've actually started getting into yoga, which I really, oh, good. um, and so that's great. Um, yeah, <laughs> keep going, Allie, like you got this.
0: Um, right. Cause all it takes is something like that. Right.
1: Um, and, but yeah, that was, that was a big thing for me. And I think be, another, another like kind of issue wrapped up in that or challenge that I have faced wrapped up in that is kind of like all, body issues, you mm. know, like wrapped up in that. So it's during college during my athletic career my entire softball career I've never had I won't say never but I rarely had body issues um I mean I'm six feet tall I have very broad shoulders broad hips like when you look at me especially like athlete I mean people look at me and they're like you're a basketball player and I'm like no, try again. They're like volleyball. I'm like, "Try again." And they're like, mm-hmm. "You're a pitcher." And I'm like, "Yes." yes. Like <laughs> I very much look like and I'm like when you see, you know, a lot of college pitchers, they're long, they're, you know, they're tall, they're lanky. Like that's me. Um and I was a little bit more broader shouldered, but you know, in, in high school that the only thing that was really hard for me was I was taller than all the boys, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, like yeah, I was taller than all of my friends who I wanted to date. And mm-hmm. that was just the worst thing ever. But, um, other than that, I, I was okay. And then, you know, in, in college, you know, you're working out and, and I'm, you know, working really hard on making myself stronger and better for my sport, you know, and I really felt like my body type was, that was, that was for softball, you know, like I had the perfect body type to be a pitcher. And so I felt good. Mm -hmm. I, I felt like, like, you know, how I looked and how I was shaped was for a purpose. Like I, it was for, for pitching. And then I graduated and now I'm just this giant who stands out in pictures and it's, that was really difficult for me. And on top of that, I didn't have the motivation to work out. And then it was just kind of a mission
0: mm-hmm. cycle
1: after that, you know, and, and it's me going, you know, and, in when, I, you know, when I get into that head that mindset, that's not, it. that's that's not a motivating factor for me to get back to the gym. It's a, Oh my gosh, I'm so, I'm so tall. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, like now I'm gaining weight because I'm not, you know, working out. And I'm just, a giant now and I'm you know it, it was it was really really difficult for me and it, and it still is you know I'm still working mm-hmm. through that um I mean every woman on the face of this earth I think, has body issues um you know and mm-hmm. so it's just kind of that's always kind of the underlying it's always there um and that's been something that I've really struggled with because you know I, I definitely, I'm um, coming into my own in terms of loving my body and, and loving my height. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's like, I feel like it, it was, it was just really hard for me to find a, It, I don't, it, it, I'm definitely not saying this right, but it definitely was hard for me to find a purpose for my, yeah, my stature, you know, like, and I, and I don't need one. I don't need, I don't need that. But for some reason in my head, I'm trying to connect it. To yeah. Put it somewhere and I can't.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think that stems like everything that we did growing up for sport was for a purpose. Yeah. So how we looked, how we performed, everything physical about us, we've been training for a purpose. So it only makes sense that we still try to, connect those dots after of, well, I am this way, or this is how my body is. What can I do productively? Like, which is so weird, right? Like this is ingrained with us at a young, young age. And we carry it with us through throughout sport. And I think obviously we get on the other side of it, start reflecting and yeah, being like, where is that purpose? What is my purpose? And also just like the other fact, like that we're getting older and things are changing and you know, mother nature like has designed us in certain ways to do certain things. And it, that is such a journey of like coming around and like loving yourself and finding a workout or finding something that you do because it truly makes you feel good like in your heart and not and it lights up your soul and right. it's not external factor anymore. So I think it's really like diving internally mm-hmm. and it is something that I'm still working on. Yeah. It's okay. good. <laughs> but I love that you bring that up.
1: Yeah. I, I mean i'm just i'm a work in progress right i think we all are is a work in progress and mm-hmm. um and it's not just you know i mean it's the body it's the body issues but it's everything that we just talked about you know it's that i think is the greatest challenge that i am going through as an athlete because mm-hmm. and, it, and it took me a while for for me to kind of get to this point but i still consider myself to be an athlete if you would have asked me that a year and a half ago two years ago I would have been like no I'm not an athlete I'm still an athlete and Mm -hmm. a stage you know in my athletic career that I think is is going to be one of my greatest challenges Mm -hmm. and I'm really I'm really excited though to continue working through this phase because I mean just since I kind of started talking and, and working through these these things in my head and Talking to to others, um, you know, I'm I'm learning so much and I'm growing so much as a person, and and that's that's the end goal, right? Like, I am always wanting to do something that's going to help me be
0: better. Yeah, and that is the athlete,
1: and that and that's and that's it. So Mm -hmm. I'm definitely wanting to dive in as deep as I can to all of these things, not just softball related in my life, but everything and, and in hopes that that's going to help push me forward. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, throughout my entire career, and I'm sure this is I'm sure you've heard this plenty of times. Um, you know, be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. And, and And that's, I mean, it's universal. And I think that is a good kind of summary of of this phase. You know, you have to be uncomfortable with that feeling, the feeling that, you know, I'm going through and the feeling that a lot of other former athletes are going through. You have to be comfortable with that uncomfortableness, you know, and Mm -hmm. that's how we grow. At the end of the day, that's how we grow. That's how we progress. And that's how we move forward.
0: Yeah. You're so right. And I'm so happy that you're a part of what feels like to me, like this movement or this like resurgence of like the former athlete, coming and like talking about this with other people and sharing their stories. And I just absolutely love it. And the whole way that I found you was you did a blog post and I think you did a hashtag of one of the many that I follow. And I was like, I need to talk with her and because (laughs) it's just so spot on, like everything we've just talked about. So talk a little bit about your blog and then maybe where you see some of your dreams around this blog, around the space kind yeah. of going?
1: Absolutely. Um, so it was towards the end of last year um, that I started kind of diving into some of these issues. Um, and I, I, I really felt like I was just all over the place. You know, my, I, my focus was going in 10 different directions you know, and it was, I was just kind of out of control in my mind, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm a very controlled person, but in my mind, I was just going crazy. Um, and so I sat down and I just really tried to refocus myself on what my goals were, what my life goals were. Um, I'm a very goal oriented person. I always have been. And um, I, I just felt that I had lost that a little bit. Um, and so I sat down I got a piece of paper out and I wrote down everything that I wanted to do. Um, mm-hmm. I wrote on everything that I wanted to get out of this life and, you know, goals for me, goals for my family, um, goals for my future, everything. Um, and at the very, very top of my list, I, or it said, write in all caps, bold mm-hmm. <laughs> letters. Um, I underlined it like, 10 times. Um, and that was my main goal. And you know, I graduated, I think I think it might have been like my sophomore year in college. I was like, oh, i would be cool to write a book. And then as the years kind of moved on and, and passed, I was like, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to write a book. That's what I'm going to do. And, you know, after I graduated, I was like, yep, I'm, I'm going to write a book. I'm writing a book, you know, and I think I started five, you know, so I have five <laughs> started, I was like, I'm going to do this, you know, and I'm a writer, you know, whatever, and but I didn't actually do it. I didn't, I didn't mm. you know, put pen to paper or, things, yeah, you know, keep that. Um, I didn't do that. And at that time, you know, at the towards the end of last year, I sat there and I was like, I'm going to write, and I underlined it like crazy, and I was like, I'm going to do it, like I'm going to do that. So. That's why I started my blog because mm-hmm. I am definitely in, you know, I, I, I love the power of habit. I am definitely, uh, I definitely believe in that. And mm-hmm. so I looked at what I was doing with my days after work um, on the weekends, all of that. And I was not spending my time wisely. And so I started the blog and I made a promise to myself that I was going to just write, write on the blog, write whatever. I don't, I didn't care what I wrote. Just wanted to write something, put it out there, um, and just get in that habit of letting it yeah. flow. Um, and that was the whole reason why I started it. Um, and then I th- at the you know earlier in this spring, um, that's when I wrote that blog post that you, that you read. Um, mm-hmm. and it was, it was an emotional time because we, my husband and I, we decided that we were going to move, um, mm-hmm. living in Colorado and we decided that we were going to move. And I had been coaching. Um, I was the pitching coach for a college there, um, school of Mines, And I said goodbye to them and I didn't know when I was going to coach next. And so that was at that point, you know, I had been, I said goodbye to the athlete, Allie, right, the the top player, Um, but I continued coaching for, you know, since I graduated until this past April or May, Um, and so I said goodbye to the girls, and I just kind of sat there, and I was like, okay, you know, what now? am I really saying goodbye forever to softball? Um, and that's kind of when these feelings, you know, kind of kind of started um, pouring out. And so that's when I, that's what ultimately motivated me to write that, um, mm-hmm. just because I started feeling all of these things and um, they came very, I became very aware of them, of these issues that I was kind of trying to handle, but not really, I wasn't really handling them. Um, so that's why I wrote that article. Um, and you know, I definitely want to continue um, writing on the blog and doing things like that just because I do have a lot of fun passions, like fun little things that I just like to do and that I'm interested in. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think I'm going to continue that blog and just kind of use it for, for that, you know, and connect with other people, um, who are doing similar things and, um, just kind of do that, but my my goal, um, I like I said earlier, I want to write a book, and we talked about this last time. Um, I I'm wanting to write a book about life after sports, and I mm-hmm. you know kind of have laid the groundwork for that. Um, you know, I'm I'm kind of starting that process now. I'm actually starting that process. I'm not just saying yeah. I am. like I'm nice. actually doing it, which is nice. So cool. Um, and with that, my hope is just to, you know, by sharing my story and my struggles and, um, and everything with my life after softball and, and sport, um, my hope is that I can help potentially um, others through that transition. Um, I am by no means an expert in this field, but I consider myself uh, an expert in my life. So, um, As what my life yeah. <laughs> and what I've gone through you know, I, I'm an expert. Um, and, and as that, I think it just might be beneficial for others to see, you know, that one, they're not alone in this transition. Mm-hmm. There's hope for them to come to terms with it and move forward Yes, and you know, find some success. And, you know, whatever that means to them, whatever success means to them, my hope is that I can kind of help them and help push them or just encourage them and say, hey, I've got your back. Like, I'm here too. Yeah. Um, I'm right behind you. I'm here supporting you. Um, So yeah, I'm currently writing it and um, talking with former athletes throughout the process like yourself. Um, And yeah, it's just, it's just really exciting.
0: I love it. I love it so much. And for all the reasons that you probably already know and that people already know (laughs) that I love all of this. And I was at Barnes and Noble the other day. And I was like walking by, of course, I walked by the sports section. I was like, hmm, I wonder if there's any book out there that talks about life after sport and like went through their entire section and couldn't find anything.
1: Yeah, there's there very few things um, that I've seen and, and read. Uh-huh. Um, and you know, there's, there's, there's just a lot of people who should share their story you know that need to be heard and that you know maybe for others but maybe for them Um, yes right for themselves you know I'm I'm writing this book because hopefully I can help others but I'm also writing it to kind of help myself too yeah like work through some of these things and just get it out there I mean I've always been the type of person I've always loved writing so Mm -hmm. journals I've had all of these things and that was a really therapeutic way for me to to Process some issues and process, yeah. So, I mean, there's just there's just so many people who have who who need to be heard,
0: right? And there definitely are. I mean, I see, of course, of who I follow on Instagram, and they have books like their books out on Amazon, Mm -hmm. and so I know there is again like this movement of former athletes sharing their stories. There's there's a decent amount of books like on Amazon, but they're not like Mainstream, right? Or in the yeah. bookstore because it's not like sexy. Like it is not a sexy topic. Um, but, you know, I, yeah. right. And uh, like the gosh, I always go back to when Brett Favre actually retired mm-hmm. and was just balling. Yeah. Like, you know, something that strong and it's, that has such a tie to your heart. And it's, it's a sport. And so that goodbye process, and I think a lot more athletes, especially professional, are also speaking to it. And I know it'll become more and more, but it's going to take all of us Mm -hmm. doing so and and speaking about this. And I'm just, I'm so excited that you're doing what you're doing and you've started the process and that it's not only, you know, going to impact others, but it's going to help you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Oh, well, so good. So before we kind of like dive into our final question here, please let us know where we can follow you and tell us what your blog uh, website is.
1: Yeah. So, um, you can find me Instagram and uh, Facebook at the Lee Collins. So Lee is my middle name. It's L E I G H, um, my blog it's uh casually.com so you know uh, Mm -hmm. but lee is spelled with my middle name so it's casual and then e-i-g-h.com um and yeah i'm i'm typically on on instagram a lot and come come say hi hop over send me a message i'd love to talk to to anybody
0: (laughs) awesome
1: (laughs) i love connecting with them
0: Mm. Yes. Well, great. Okay. So for our last question, if you've listened to the Her Sport Story podcast, you are aware that there's a certain question that we ask at the end. And that is if you had the opportunity to speak in front of like hundred or so athletes who have just left their sport or are finally at that point where they realize like, Oh, this is, a lot more than I thought it was going to be, right? And what advice would you give them in navigating this part of their transition beyond sport?
1: Right, Um, two things. Uh, My advice would be to communicate and connect. Um, Communicate with those people who are in your life. Tell them what's going on. Tell them how you're feeling and use them as a resource when you need it. Um, that was just the biggest thing I I started talking to my husband and he just encouraged me to continue that conversation. And I just, it just kept pouring and pouring and pouring. And I really, really leaned on him. Um, and that was the best I think I could have done, um, to start this whole kind of transition, um, and connect, I mean, connect with others who are in a similar situation. Um. I mean, since we started started talking, Bethany, um, Mm -hmm. it's honestly opened my eyes to more things that I had been holding on to and things that I had no idea that I was holding on to. You know, Um, connecting with other former athletes um, that are going through similar situations. It's not only helped me through this process, but, you know, it helps them too. You know, it it just helps to talk through things and, and... it helps to have a familiar face, so to speak, you know, um, somebody who's lived what you've lived and I think it's important to have them on your side as a resource. And, um, you know, just to validate what you're feeling, just to validate and to, to, to be on your side.
0: Mm. Well, again, I just appreciate this conversation so much and totally being like authentic and genuine about it and bringing up topics that you know we don't always again recognize especially right out the gate but then give it a couple years and you're like oh wow and that's kind of some of the topics of what we went over today so thank you so much for your time and i am so happy that you're a part of the her sports Story community.
1: I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it. Thank you so much. I am truly honored.